today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, it's, you know, we certainly hear about how so many have suffered and, and have gone under or have ceased to operate or certainly postponed what they're doing. But some have actually found a situation and found success and opportunity in this global pandemic, haven't they? Uh, yeah, so it's it's important to 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 note that not everyone can pivot. Uh, so yeah. when I approach this story and the introduction to my story sort of stresses this point, right? Like not for not everyone can pivot and not everyone can go online, uh, and it doesn't always make sense, right? Uh, there's a a lot of businesses have business models that happen to not work during the pandemic, but they're valid business models and they will work again. Uh, once the pandemic is over. But I did want to go out and, and speak to uh, small businesses in, in some of the industries that have been hardest hit by COVID-19 um, and, and see, you know, find examples of how people manage to reinvent uh, their business. Um, and so I went and I, I spoke to a downtown um, bar owner in Toronto, uh, and the way she did it was uh, Zoom cocktail classes. Hmm. Uh, that have proven very successful. Um, I spoke in Calgary uh, with the owner of a, a consignment uh, boutique, and she said, you know, she managed to actually triple her sales in 2020. Um, and she already had a strong social media presence. She was already doing a lot of business sort of through social media. She dramatically expanded um, the social media channels through which uh, she was selling. And she had the idea of changing the way she was laying out the clothes. Um, so she used to lay them flat um, on the floor. And instead, she sort of started having an assistant model the clothes so hmm. that people could get a better feel uh, for, for the merchandise. That sounds very simple, but can make quite a difference, can't it? Yes, that, I thought that was, that was a brilliant intuition, yeah. for example, that she had. And it appears that, and I've talked to, to, to various businesses and such um, in this predicament, it seems that some of this, some of these pivots may stay even after they reopen or things get whatever the new normal, get back to whatever the new normal is. Some of this may keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. One of the um, sort of uplifting discoveries that I made uh, reporting the story, sort of one of the, the common threads was that for the businesses that, you know, for which going online made sense, um, they've been able to get clients and customers across Canada and across the world. And that's something that they're hoping to maintain um, sort of once the pandemic uh, is over. It, the brick and mortar sort of confine them to sort of the local market and, and being able to set up sort of a, a parallel business online has really opened the world. Did you find any common denominators between these three Canadian small businesses? Like anything in, in they had in common to make this work? Uh, I, I would say an ability. So the third, the third business I um, spoke to, by the way, was uh, Innovative uh, Fitness, uh, which is based out of uh, Vancouver, BC, and they also have. Um, at least at one one or two locations uh, in uh, in Ontario as well, um, but all of them um, had the ability. They, they they found something that they could do remotely, that they could sell a service 
that they could sell um, remotely. And um, in some cases, you know, for for a business like um, you know the the consignment boutique in Calgary, um, you know. She, she operates out of her house, so her overhead costs were already very low, um, and so her business boomed. Uh, for the the bar in um, in downtown Toronto, the you know being able to go online was a way to pay uh, some of the bills. Uh, they still have all of the overhead costs, so even yeah. the Zoom classes, Zoom classes, they said, would have been a fine business by themselves, but they weren't mm. enough, you know, to recoup all the costs. Um, but they still were able, you know, they, they made a big difference and they didn't have to take on as much debt as they would have otherwise had to do. And then in, in Vancouver, you had this uh, personal fitness um, franchise uh, and uh, and what they were doing was um, they were already sort of working on a software um, uh, to um, help uh, organize their, their classes and match, uh, you know, and help clients pay for personal trainers. Um, so they were, they already had this sort of software that they've been working on and that they happened to roll out just before the pandemic. And so they were quickly able to tag on a video component. And then it was so successful that they, they were like, well, you know, I guess it's a whole new business that we can offer. We have this like great all-in-one software that matches personal trainers and clients wherever they are. Uh, and they can schedule classes, they can see availability and pay through the software. And it sort of has become a whole other business now that they're, they're starting. So I would say it's a, it was a combination of, um, you know, I guess the, 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 in, the, if you were to try to find a sort of lesson learned there, I guess the, the businesses that were best positioned to pivot were the ones who, that had the ability to bring at least some of their business online and the ones that had low overhead costs to begin with. So in many ways, this, I'm guessing, will make a lot of entrepreneurs even rethink their original template. I mean, even if it, it worked before, or, and I've even talked to a couple of businesses that have started during the pandemic, uh, which you think, my goodness, why wouldn't you wait to, to, to jump on board? But, you know, it seems as if a lot of uh, businesses are rethinking their traditional template uh, and, as you said, have created a whole other business onto the other one. Yeah, that, that was certainly the case for, for some of the people I spoke to. Uh, do you see some of them not going back to the original template and continuing on with what they've learned? Uh, not personally. I guess uh, my reporting was mostly focused on the ones that did pivot, but I spoke to um, the Canadian Federation for Independent Business, and uh, you know, they were saying for, for a lot of people it just makes sense to hold tight and then you know, start again once things go back to normal. Uh, any idea, uh, did you get the feeling that uh, that uh, the, the fatigue, the year of this has become too much? That You know, for example, we, we can do this for a year, but, you know, now it's going to get really difficult. Yeah, the, re- the really big problem with, uh, with small business is the debt that's accumulating. Yeah. So the concern is that we're actually going to see a wave of small business closures, um, you know, once we're back to normal, because that's when 
you know, business owners will go back to business, to business and, and they will realize, they will look at their books and they will realize, you know what, we have so much debt that we can't catch up. And, you know, it's a lot of whether it's education, whether it's the businesses you're talking about or virtually anything, but, you know, what we're doing from home, for example, the technology has been there for quite a while, but we seem to be apprehensive in taking advantage of it until we're forced to, like in a global pandemic. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely right. The global pandemic has accelerated a number of technology trends. And, uh, and that's absolutely true of a uh, small business as well. Eric Alini's been with us, journalist for Global News. The article is The Great Pivot, How Three Canadian Small Businesses Found Growth in the Pandemic. And you can find it at globalnews.ca. Erica, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thanks. You too, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.